Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hey friends, quick PSA before you listen to this amazing episode. This is a retro. Retro episodes were recorded in 2019 or early 2020, so essentially pre-pandemic. Any references to getting together or hanging out, just know that that happened during a time when we could actually do that. Enjoy. Adrian, we are so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Stephanie and I just feel so blessed that you are going to talk to us and share your story, her next chapter, your next chapter. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for being here today. So instead of in lieu of introducing you, right, I'm going to actually let you share your story about how, how you got here, both personally and professionally, and to share with us and our listeners about everything that led up to to this chapter that you're on. So Adrian and I, just a little background, our girls go to school mm-hmm. together and we met officially, we saw each other at some parent stuff, but, but we met, I remember being in front of the aquarium uh-huh. yep. at the zoo <laughs> and we ended up standing, we're, you know, looking at fish, right? And, and just being next to each other and we started talking and I remember just being so struck by you. And of course, I, you know, as a journalist, I'm always, what's your story? Okay, tell me about you. Let's get to it. Ironically, here we are here we getting are. to your story. But I remember listening to you and, and listening to your life about t- you talk about your life and, and your journey in corporate. And, and just and I was always very and I've said this before, you know, so struck by women who are working in corporate, of course, my co host, Stephanie, who did it for a zillion years, um, you know, who managed who manage these big corporate jobs and and families and children and they're showing up at the zoo <laughs> on a field trip standing next to me in front of the aquarium and as as lovely and friendly and happy as as could be I'm like how do you do that so um I I, I remember just really feeling a connection with you right away so thank you yeah. for being here and so I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. Tell us about your story. I will. But first, I want to say I'm blessed to be here. I just It's a blessing to be in the presence of such just wonderful, dynamic, amazing women. And I remember vividly our meeting at the zoo and thinking to myself, oh, a writer. And she's done all of this work and this journalism. So the feeling is mutual of admiration and just love for each other. And then working with Stephanie at General Mills, it's just been, it's life is such... You never know where it's going to bring you. And to be sitting here 
with both of you today to talk about our stories and my story. It's just, it's an amazing thing to me. So thank you for having me. So I will not give the long version. I am from Columbus, Ohio, and went to Notre Dame and uh, received a full ride scholarship, academic scholarship to go to Notre Dame. And after a year of being on campus, I decided I saw an ad in the newspaper to try out for basketball. And I'd played basketball all four years of high school, could have gone Division two or three, but said to myself, you know what? I would love to play basketball. I'm here at Notre Dame. I tried out. I made the team. I played three years as a walk-on for Notre Dame. So that's kind of the so first. Cool. You know, it, is, it was a <laughs> wonderful, awesome. amazing experience. And it's something that I uh, see as one of the starting points of me just kind of taking a risk and going for something, no matter what anybody thought or said. And that was kind of the first step into, okay, this is the kind of life and the kind of person I'm going to be. And as I talk about my journey, you'll see how I just kind of take leaps of faith. And they work out for me, um, pain and joy along the way. But they, <laughs> but they do always work out. So after Notre Dame, I was recruited to come to General Mills. So I started in sales in Detroit. And I was there for about six months. And they closed that sales office. I was in sales at General Mills and uh, moved from Detroit to Chicago, to Boston, to Philadelphia, and to Minneapolis. So I was in sales for eight years of my first career, grew up in sales at General Mills. And then there was an inkling in my soul, a little whisper in my soul that said, you know what, I like sales, I don't love it. And so I had to take a big leap and talk to my sales manager at the time. At the time I was in a position where you could go um, be promoted up or you lateral out. And so I said, I just can't imagine doing 20 more years of sales in General Mills, but I love the company. And so after kind of thinking about with my manager and um, thinking about what would be a good next step, something opened up in the foundation. And I was able to move totally different type of work, but still the same company, able to move into the foundation, work there for a number of years. Another leap came when I went to work for the Minneapolis Public School District, the Superintendent Johnson, and was able to work there for five years as chief of staff. Then another move came when I worked for the Super Bowl host committee. Superintendent Johnson retired, and we, you know, as her chief of staff, you kind of bring your people along, and so the new superintendent would have a new chief of staff. Um, so I was able to then move into the Super Bowl host committee. So worked there for two years in project and risk management, and then have landed now um, with the Prouty Project, which is a strategic planning and leadership development firm. And we like to say we kind of take people from people, organizations and leaders from where they are to where they want to be. So that's just in a nutshell. Along the way, I've had a beautiful daughter. Her name is Kennedy. She's 14. I've been married. I've been engaged. I've had lots of loves and not lots of not loves. And <laughs> through it all, I have Kennedy, who is lovely and uh, wonderful and an amazing um, spirit and soul in this world. And so uh, I take the, the responsibility of, of raising her. I share custody. And that's a whole other journey that we could talk about if we wanted. I take that responsibility of raising her to be a whole and worthy and valuable person in this world most seriously. Yeah. Um, so um, along the way, I just I really think that um, and we can talk about the leaps. And I think we'll get into some of that as we as we go through what gave me courage and and some of those other things. But I think what I found is every whisper was something that I listened to. And every time I took a leap, I um, 
didn't care that much what other people thought. I cared more about that inner voice. And as I've become more spiritually kind of connected and mature, that voice I thought that was me just saying, oh, this is not right. Let's try something different. I believe it was God along the way just pushing me along and um, this whispering of God saying, this is the next step and let's trust me and uh, let's take it. And so I, I feel that that's been pushing me into this purpose of, of bringing energy and insight and encouragement to, to every experience in person that I encounter. That's amazing. I, I, yes. And, and I was, as you were talking, I'm, I was thinking, okay, so this courage, right? The courage Mm -hmm. that, that pushes us and inspires us to make change. Mm -hmm. And what I think is, is interesting and what, and what we've talked about on this podcast is so like you said those little voices and Mm -hmm. and you know there's there's several people who do talk about divinity in this Mm -hmm. and that that Mm -hmm. that that, you know that voice there's sort of the in inner voice that's connected with the with Mm -hmm. the big voice Mm -hmm. right and you know whether people call it god Mm -hmm. or the universe Mm -hmm. or whatever that is that's sort of like okay we i've got you Mm -hmm. and you need to pivot this way and Mm -hmm. So in those moments, mm-hmm. right, where where that voice, you're starting to hear that voice like, okay, I, I, you know, I don't know if this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. Something's missing. I'm feeling like I, I need to make a change. There's usually sort of that counter voice mm-hmm. that's like, mm, yep. I don't know. You know, that's mm-hmm. pretty scary. Or what if that doesn't work? Or are you? How are you really going to make this change? And and there are a lot of people I think that get stuck mm-hmm. in in. Okay, they hear the voice. They you know feel God or whatever mm-hmm. it is that energy that's that's moving them to make change. And and mm-hmm. sort of they want to have the courage, but those voices that that are saying mm, no, mm-hmm. no, you're you you, you don't have this mm-hmm. right. Get stronger and louder and then sort of push people down and prevent people from making change and then they feel stuck yep. right yes. so what sort of advice do you have or mm-hmm. how did you even deal with that in your own life when when sort of that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. syndrome or or doubt came in to mm-hmm. to the voices that talk to us mm-hmm. um, and and how do you how do you you know kind of how to counter counterbalance those and then really have the courage to say I am doing this yeah. I am moving this yeah. way yeah you know I found through all of the transitions I've had um, getting really still a lot of people like to do 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 they like to go and do meetings and lunches and I'm networking and I'm going I got really still I did lots of walks I did lots of um, check-ins with really close friends and family, and I got really clear about where I am and where I want to go. And so being still helped me really understand what's true about myself and what's true about the situation. And, it, you know, as I talked about walking on to play basketball, that's a risk. It's yeah. like I'm just taking a risk and I'm going to go for it. And so there's all these moments in my life if – you really get still and kind of think about all these moments that you just kind of took a risk. It could be a small one or a big one. And you see every single time we are generally okay and probably better off. And so as those voices start coming down saying, no, 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 it's me saying, wait, I did that and that worked out. Maybe not the way I thought it would. It, you know, it looks different, but I'm still better for it. And I did that. And as the evidence builds, it gets easier and easier to say, nope, voices, thank you. I'm going to step out. I'm going to find out. And the worst that happens is you learn what you don't want to do or you learn where you want to keep pushing. 
and you move through. And so it's just, it's, it's, you know, taking that first leap is the hardest, but then you have evidence. You can look back and say, yep, that worked out and I'm going to try this. And then that's going to work out. And so I have this whole 23 years of experience of taking really big leaps with my career, really big personal leaps. And it's all worked out. I'm sitting here with you two (laughs) on this amazing podcast. And so that's what I would say is just look back at the evidence, get really still, get really clear, and then go and do it scared. Do it anyway. Yeah, I love that. You know, I love that your your attitude and your outlook is, you know, things things work out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a sort of yoga like idea that, you know, that and you know, you're exactly where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. right now. Even mm-hmm. if even if you're in struggle, mm-hmm. right? Even yeah. if you're in pain, we are exactly where we are supposed to be. Now, given that, uh-huh. um, have there been any moments in your life where you've hit some really difficult obstacles um, yeah. and had some really like, forgive my language, but holy shit moments. Oh, yeah. Can you talk about some of those? I will. And it's not going to be professional. I'm going to, I'm going to talk <laughs> as okay. you, yeah, as you we said, yeah, well, as you said, and you look at me today, I have this awesome scarf on that I think I found at Nordstrom because I don't have any hair underneath it. I was diagnosed last fall, stage two breast cancer. And you think, you know, life is just going along. We have kids in ninth grade, and I'm working in this firm that I love, and I put on a sports bra, and I feel a lump. And I don't have breast cancer in my family, not, not even a thought. And so as things go, and you find out it's cancer, then you, find, you think, okay, is it spreading? Then what do we do next, and what's the plan? That's a real moment of doubt. When you talk about faith and evidence and what is happening in your life, when you are faced with the diagnosis of something that could take your life, everything else kind of goes to the wayside. And you really, and I feel like the moment of doubt is, do I believe God and do I believe that I'm going to be healed? And I do, I believe, like I've always said, things are going to work out. And the answer is, yes, I do. I'm sitting here and yes, I will. And so, but that is a moment of a big moment of doubt because you just don't know unless you do and you have to decide. And that's been my attitude. I've decided I will be okay. God is a healer. And I am sitting here with joy in my heart going through probably the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life. Looking exceptional Stunning. in that scarf. Thank you. Stunning. Thank you. I've gotten very creative. I YouTube a lot of different styles. So this is for people who can't see. It's like a mohawk to the side, and it's all it's all there. So um, so it's moment of doubt is just understanding is, do I believe that what I believe is true, and I will be okay? And you, I was tested on it, because I always said, oh, yeah, it'll be okay. And then I got really, really clear and very tested on what I believe, and I do believe that. And it's it's amazing, and it just it feels like all like you're saying all the work that you've done, and all of that sort of, you know, kind of grounding down into who you are and and how things are going to be for you. When you're faced with something mm-hmm. literally life or death, mm-hmm. then then you took all of that mm-hmm. and all of that courage and all of that strength and said, "Yeah, yes. I'm going to be okay." Yes, and I love that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Thank I also you. love the the concept of it brings perspective. It does. And so I think, you know, certainly for you, but for the people around you Mm -hmm. who hear that story and we think about 
what was I worried about yesterday? <laughs> I'm pretty sure my husband said something that annoyed me. I think one of my kids left their socks downstairs and I was upset about that. But in the grand scheme of things, I picked up the sock and the issue was done, right? <laughs> <laughs> I told him to stop talking to me. He did. It was done, right? Yes. And so I think that perspective mm-hmm. is so important for us, you know, as we go through change, as we think about changes. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that Adrian didn't say that I know, because I was at General Mills, when that opportunity in the foundation came up, one million General Mills employees <laughs> wanted that job. <laughs> um, our foundation is amazing. It is amazing. And um, those jobs were, were you know, came up so infrequently. I, I'm not, you think I'm joking. A lot of people were like, I would te- take a step down, across, mm-hmm. whatever, to get in that opportunity. And Adrian got that role, which I think um, speaks to capability. Right. You know, we can call it what we want, but that speaks to skills and capabilities. So, yeah, Yeah. that's. Yeah. And that was one of my that was one of my favorite roles in life. This I think the one I'm in now is my favorite because I think everything has led up to it. But the foundation to be able to represent an organization that I loved and also give resources to people and organizations who really needed it um, was just close, close, close to my heart and which really stirred up my heart to think I can even get closer to this through education and so was able to make that leap into a totally different um, industry. I'm not a teacher. I wasn't a principal Um, to be able to then move into administration and education knowing that I just wanted to get closer and closer to how do we impact people in their lives um, was really important to me. So I loved I love the role. Mm. I love the role at General Thank you for sharing that. Give some more oh, perspective because yeah. oh, yeah. I happen to have it. You do. Uh-huh. You do. You have That's all the awesome. perspective. <laughs> so, Adrian, so tell us about about today, about your life uh-huh. with Proudy and and uh, you know, a day in the life of of Adrian Jordan. What what is a typical day for you? A typical week for you? Yeah. So, the Proudy Project is a small firm. We're fourteen people, and so we are all um, consultants. So, we have uh, consultants that work with CEOs and their leadership teams, and we help them strategically plan as well as help their leaders and their teams um, develop. So no day is the same day. We work with all kinds of organizations, all kinds of clients. Um, what I really am excited about, I started about a year and a half ago at Proudy, and Julie knows uh, a lot about this. Uh, another consultant and I who started at the same time brought with us passion for w- women's leadership. And we were able to create a women's leadership program in the year and a half that we've been there. We've launched it. We have three retreats this year with 20 women same 20 women, igniting them to purpose. And so as I think about my life and starting out with General Mills and all the leaps I've made, one consistent thing in my life has always been I've had really, really, really strong women in my life, strong moms, strong aunties, strong managers. Most of my managers, and I should do the percentage, but most of my managers have been women. General Mills, I was with Superintendent Johnson, who was a black female leader. I that experience was unbelievable. Super Bowl was a woman leader, CEO Maureen Bausch. Um, and so it's just been really important for me to think about how I've been given all of these wonderful experiences with women and how we have been able to create a women's program through Pratty Project to then help empower other women and really ignite them to their purpose. And so that's my day in a life. It's just working with clients, um, working on our women's leadership. So we have a retreat next week at the Hewing Hotel, 
And then also really understanding how do I beat cancer while I'm a mom, mm -hmm. while I'm a friend, while I am uh, a person who works. So I'm going through chemotherapy right now. I'm, I have two more doses to go. Next to last one is tomorrow. In two weeks, I'll be done. And so really understanding how do I know that I don't have to do everything because doing everything means that I'm um, going to impact the health short-term and long-term of myself. And so how do I pull back and understand that the world isn't going to end if I don't do every single thing that I think that I should be doing and really understanding how to be healthy and whole and take care of myself so that I can make it for the long run. And that's been a really big moment for me to to be less involved yeah. uh, and more effective in what I can do. So day to day is right now. And I think as people go through life, as women, we have all of these balls in the air yes. and then a big ball is thrown in. And then how do what do we do with that? And so it's less about balance. It's about what is what am I here to do? What am I connected to and my purpose? And then what is going on in my life right now that needs attention? Right. And that's my day right now. That's the day of my life is conserving my energy, making sure I'm healthy, and then really being able to do what else I can with work and making sure I'm there for Kennedy as well. So that's a day in my life. That's, it's not typical. <laughs> no, but the, it's, it's that typical. it's beautiful. And, and sometimes the, the seasons and the stages of life mm -hmm. that we hit, sometimes it's, it's go, 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 mm -hmm. right? Being in the hustle. And other times it's like really just stepping back yep. and, and slowing down and, mm -hmm. and looking at priorities and self-care yes. in, in a different yes. way and, and putting that, you know, much higher on the priority mm -hmm. list. And I mean, it, and again, exactly where we're supposed to be, right? Yes, and, that's exactly um, right. That's a beautiful thing. In fact, one of our questions is, is what, what's next for you? But I'm not even going to ask that oh. because, well, we could, except that, that one of the, Allie Kaplan, one, our, one yeah. of the guests we had, she's like, can I just be in the present? <laughs> Do, you know, and I just, like, I think about that. It's like, our, like so we true. always, you know, our society, our, our brains, okay, mm -hmm. so what are, you, what are you doing now? Uh -huh. What's what's next yeah. for Adrian? And yeah. it's like, I mean, if you would like to share, yeah. um, that's fine, but I also just want to take a moment to to acknowledge yeah. the power of the present uh -huh. and and where you're at right now, yeah, and absolutely. and to so, sort of hold that yeah. because I think that was just really beautiful. Yeah, what you shared. Yeah, I you know I wanted before we wrap, I did want to share my aha moment. Oh um, yes, yeah, yes, I, yes. I know that. Please, but I think it's a good one because it was something that I hadn't expected and really did change my life. And it's a very small thing that made a bit, very big difference in my life. I was working with an organization that was very glitzy and glamoury, and I had this whole expectation of what it was going to be for me and how I was going to be in the world, and I was just going to be this super spectacular person in the world because of this role that I was in. And when I actually got to the organization, the role had shifted. I was doing something completely different, very internal, nothing I had expected. And so for a year, I was very mopey and pouty and very baby about it because I had this expectation that I held dear. And I remember going to the printer and my manager was at the printer and he picked up something and he started whistling back to his desk. And I thought to myself, how in the world is he happy? <laughs> <laughs> this is a miserable place. It's not what I thought. How in the world is he happy? And I remember sitting down at my desk overlooking downtown Minneapolis. It's beautiful. And I thought to myself, you know what? I am the problem. I have walked this expectation in the door of what I thought this should be instead of dropping the expectation and really receiving what this experience is. 
not what I thought it should be, but what it actually is. And so it, after doing some work around, all right, let's let's change the frame on this and really understand what is it really. It was a very professional, it was less professional and more personal growth about you need to bloom where you are. I, I tried everything to get out of the job. I said, well, if I'm not the right fit, and my marriage was, was saying, no, absolutely, you're perfect, and we're going to keep you. And so what it was for me is understanding that maybe sometimes we have to bloom where we are, change our expectations, and understand and receive what the experience really is. And during that last year, um, I was in so much more joy about the experience because I received it for what it was and I was able to go deep on some projects. I was able to personally connect with people differently. I was able to be a lot more spiritually mature because I had time. The role before I was in everything and doing everything and this role was not that. It was very specific. And so I was I was able to then say to myself, you know what, perhaps situation, we aren't in situations to change them. Situations are to change us. And I grew up so much from just understanding, change your frame, drop your expectations, receive what it is, because every experience, like we know, is there for us to grow in character, for us to grow in maturity. And that's what that was. And I almost missed it. I, love I that. almost missed it. I love that. I really Bloom love that. where you are. Bloom where you are. Yes. Adrian, that's awesome. That is, that is so yes. beautiful. So beautiful. So um, to wrap up, we would love to hear your advice yeah, for yeah. for other women. Um, you know, easy for us to sit here. Her next chapter, we you know, but but for for many people, not easy. Okay, we've all had our challenges, yeah. but for the woman who's sitting out there in maybe in in an uncomfortable place, mm-hmm. right? Maybe in her relationship, maybe in her mm-hmm. job, maybe just in her life mm-hmm. in general. Um, what would you What would you say to her to have the courage to be able to step into her next chapter? Yeah, I would really encourage her to get still and just reflect and just know that you're valuable, you're worthy right where you are, right when you are. You're exactly where you're supposed to be and that you don't need fixing. And so just get still and clear on that first and then start thinking about, well, what do I value? What are my experiences that really resonate? What is my purpose? Why am I even here on this earth? So get clear with all of that before you start thinking about, okay, I'm going to start stepping out into all these different things. And then I say, Step out to find out. I was talking with um, someone who had made a decision to change her career, and she's like, I don't know. I think I should go back, and I just don't know if it's going to work. And I said, you know what? Just try it. <laughs> the worst, what is the worst that can happen? When you're faced with cancer, you know, I should be a lot more simple. But when you're faced with cancer, the worst that can happen when you try a new job is that maybe you get fired and you and you go back to where you started. And so that's that's... That's it. So just step out, find out. You'll learn what you what you like to do. You'll learn what you don't like to do. And so I think those are the two things I would say. I would always, I would also say um, to really keep the faith always. And I can truly, honestly, transparently say that because I've been in a place where I had I was tested on it, um, and it was very real. And it is working out. The tumor is gone. Um, you know, we're almost to to full recovery here. And so I would say, keep the faith, be clear, be still, step out to find out. And then be okay when things don't work out the way you think they should, because they're working out the way they should. And change your expectation and change your frame 
and really understand where the growth is in it and where the joy is in it. And that is where things will work out. That's awesome. I love that. That is profound. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much for being with us, for sharing your story, your advice, your wisdom. And we wish you the very best with with everything. Yeah. And thank you so much. Thank Thank you you. for having me. Thank you. Thank you. It's a real joy. Thank you. It's wonderful to see you. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.